you folks, and welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and we got a good one for you today. Uh, today, we're hearing from Tyler Payne. Tyler reached out to me um, basically on his way out to go turkey hunting and was like, hey, I have a crazy story. He sent me a video of uh, a wild hog on a leash, of him trying to call in coyotes, and, and how he got a hold of those hogs is absolutely crazy. Um, so I'm not going to steal any of his, his story here, but I want to thank Tyler very much for coming on the podcast. Um, and as for you listeners, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Um, and of course, if you could, please share the podcast so we can get more folks like Tyson out that have some crazy stories to share. Um, so that's it, guys. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off. And now let's, uh, let's let Tyler tell you his stories. All right, Tyler. Welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing real well. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, you had, without a doubt, few people reach out to me, but uh, you have the most unique reach out to me, and that was basically you sent me a picture of a pig that you manhandled and put on a leash. Uh, you sent me a video of that, so I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you, man. I'm excited yeah, to hear some of these yeah. stories you have for us today. Um, but beyond letting everyone know that you're a sort of a pig whisperer, let's let's let them know who Tyler is and maybe let you introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, so I'm uh, originally from Oklahoma, northwestern Oklahoma to be kind of particular, and uh, growing up hunting since I could hold a side-by-side 410 yeah. and, uh, you know, pretty much just do that. I play a lot of golf, too. That's kind of random, but yeah, so... That's um, awesome, man. Have you so you've been hunted your entire life? Did your dad get you into it, or was it yeah, else? yeah, my dad did. Um, he uh, he he pretty much taught himself. He didn't really have a mentor or anything. So so it's pretty much just second generation type deal in my family, and that's and, awesome, uh, man. It's it's going good. He's he's a, yeah. he's a pretty big trapper, so that's what he focuses on right now. That's super cool. Yeah, you know, you think about first generation hunters nowadays; they have so many resources, but like a guy your dad's generation, you know, like, how do you even figure that stuff out? I would have had no idea without the internet and all the stuff out there these days. Exactly. So good on him, man. That's, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, I know that, uh, we're, we're holding you back from hitting the road to go turkey hunting with your 10 year old. So we're just yeah. going to kick things off. We're not going to waste any time today, Tyler. Yeah. So you said you had a couple stories in mind. Why yeah. Don't you, uh, I uh, you set the stage, brother. All right. So started off um this this plot of land that my family has it's a 160 acres quarter section and uh my dad and his younger brother kind of grew up around there but for some reason we never hunted it until about 2016 we got access the the cattle lease ran out or whatever but um started managing it pretty heavy then and um i didn't really kill anything on that property until um, 2019, I had gotten off work. I had had, um, noticed on like hunt wise or one of the apps that I had the perfect win for one of my favorite stands. I've seen a lot of yeah. crazy stuff go down at this stand. I've seen, uh, my first wood ducks fly into a little mud hole at this stand and just oh, no saw a fat little raccoon just lounged up against a tree fiddling with his hands. Just funny, weird <laughs> stuff happens at this stand. So, um, yeah, I had the perfect win and I knew I was like, I'm just going to go out there and sit and hang out. And, um, it's, it's a scrape line stand is what it is. So you can see about three or four big scrapes and licking branches that these bucks visit on their way by. And 
I saw one coming in, you know, pretty good, pretty good eight point. Um, I, I forgot to mention actually that I'd been sitting there for a while before any of this even goes on. And I, like I know hours, a lot of guys, like two hours, yeah, six yeah, hours. Yeah. Probably like two or three hours. Okay. And uh, so it's getting pretty close to being dark actually by now. And I, uh, I, I break the golden rule, man. I, I turn around and I pee off the stand. <laughs> I I'd had to go. I didn't have any, any pee bottle in my bag or anything for some reason. And I know a lot of guys are going to be like, Oh man, you feed off, you know, like peeing off the deer stand. That's, that's not what you want to do. But, um, peed off the stand, sat there for about another 30 minutes. And, uh, and yeah. And then, and then back to where we were, this, this buck, he's, he's coming down this scrape trail and, uh, I, I ended up how long after you peed till this buck. Oh, showed up? Oh, was oh, like 30 minutes. In hand? Okay. No, 30 <laughs> minutes. I had, I had, I had had plenty of time to like sit back down and, and, uh, get readjusted and whatever, you know, but, gotcha. and so I was, I was confident in the peeing off the stand because of the wind situation. You know, I was like, they're not, nothing ever comes from behind us here. There's, there's no way that I'm going to get busted. So I'm just going to do it. And, uh, so yeah, he's, he's making his way down the trail. seems like forever and, um, put one in him. I, I mean, it's a good shot. I'm, I'm confident with it. And I sit back down in the stand and he runs off. And then, like I said, it's pretty dark by now. He runs off through a briar can't really see where he goes after that after about 70 yards he disappears mm-hmm. and so i'm I'm kind of standing up collecting myself and i look out to this wheat field that i can oversee from this stand and i just see this this outline kind of running around out there this silhouette can't tell if it's got any antlers on it or not and i uh, don't think much about it just think it's a doe running around or doing something you know and so call my buddy after i kind of look around for five or 10 minutes and, and not having any luck. And he comes out and we walk this field for probably two hours. We, uh, we took off from my stand. We headed North and just, and just walked all this timber line that I'm, I'm pretty sure that I heard him running through. Well, we, you know, it's, it's freezing cold. It's November 10th, 2019 and, uh, freezing cold. Mm-hmm. so we're we're ready to pack it in for the night and i'm bummed i'm like all right well i'll just go pick up this trail at night or in the morning and in the morning we wake up and it had rained and frozen oh, no. so all my blood trail was gone you know there was just no chance then i thought so he comes back out and we're walking the same we walked the same direction that we walked at night for some reason and uh couldn't find him couldn't find him i'm just ready to give up and go home you know and he's like well let's go let's let's walk the fence line all the way to the south of the property and and reluctantly i went and we did it and i was you know as i was bummed out and kind of being a dick and whatever you know just <laughs> i you know it, it was is it's petty but um i was like all right whatever screw it you know and so we're walking and and top this hill on this little opening of a, of a rye field that we got out there. And I see this brown patch covered in white and, and just frost. I'm like, no freaking way. This is, this is where 
that deer was running around in the field last night that I saw before I got down. And so we get a little closer, get a little closer. And sure enough, there's antlers show up and there he is. We walked right on him and it, and it was like, man, if I had just put two and two together, yeah. you know, I would have, I would have been able to solve this mystery a lot sooner. And, but uh, no, all the meat was good. He, he was free. He was frozen all night, you know, obviously. So yeah. everything Pretty worked cooler. out. Yeah. That's awesome. And, so uh, if let's say you thought he ran at 12 o'clock, where is this field, you know, as the clock goes relative to the 12 o'clock where you thought he ran off? Yeah. So I thought, so if, if I'm, if I'm looking straight ahead of me, I thought he ran to my left and he actually ran away to my right. Really? So like once he hit yeah. that patch of like briars or whatever, he took a hard right when you thought he went left. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's and exactly right. You turned back around into the field. <laughs> yeah. That's and crazy, so, man. man, and that was the wildest thing. And then, so the following year, I'm, I'm actually living out there that at this time, there's, there's a little hunting cabin that we have out there that, that I got to live in for a while. And, um, so now I'm, I'm really knowing this place. I got, I got all the bucks on lock. I know every one of them. And, um, we got a, we got a feeder stand that I don't, I don't necessarily mind sitting at, but I like sitting at because it's just got a lot of activity coming by yeah. a lot of does and young, young deer coming there. But, um, sitting there and there's this young, smaller framed eight point. That's there's a lot of eight points on this place, man. I don't, I don't, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and so, um, smaller eight point just pilling around down there by me at this feeder and, and, and a real, pretty solid heavy duty guy comes over the hill here another eight and he immediately is just beelining for this younger buck and that younger buck sees him and turns around and he heads right to him also and you know i'd always seen little sparring and playing around and just fiddling with the younger bucks but these two when i when they turned and started off towards each other i was like oh this this is going to be a show and they hit and locked up and pushed each other around and into the dirt and twisted each other's necks for, I don't know, a good 10 minutes or so. And I got some pretty Damn. good footage of it. I got some pretty good footage of it. And, uh, and it was the first ever real knockdown drag out that I've got to see. That's and, so uh, cool. That's still so, on my so, bucket list. I've never seen two bucks, two bulls. I've never seen them spar like that. That, that man, so cool. And you know, everyone talks about having buck fever at full draw or something, having to hold it for a long time. But I had the biggest buck fever of my life just watching that. Yeah. It, I mean, my adrenaline was rolling. It was, I thought they were going to hear my heart beating. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and so, yeah, so I, I just happened to see that go down and, and then, so I hunt all the rest of that week kind of staying away from my, my stand and on November 10th, again, 2020, I got no the way. same, I got the same win. And I'm like, I'm going, I'm going. Like time to this go time, take a pee. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this time uh, I had had a couple of beers before I went out there. So I, I was like, man, I really am going to end up having to pee off the stand here again. You know, <laughs> and, and sure enough, peed off the stand 30 minutes later down the same trail here comes this, what I think is, is a 200 class monster. 
And so I start looking at him and I'm shaking and he's only, and realistically, he's only about 155, 10 point. Yeah. He's, so he's good, big. Good deer. He's, yeah. he's big, but. Maybe when you had a couple him, more than two beers. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's right. <laughs> Cause when I saw him, I was like, Oh, holy shit. You know, this is, this is big daddy right here. But, uh, so no, he's just, and he's working his way down the scrape line. So slow. It feels like he's just taking his time. And, and this year I'm, I'm set up a little bit better with filming and gear and, and I've, I've got my camera on my bow and, and so he makes his Let way me ask down. You real quick, in nineteen, was that bow or rifle? Bow. Both of them are bow. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. The same bow. And so, gotcha. um, um, yeah. So he's just piddle farting around at these scrapes, and and same situation. It's getting dark, and uh, he makes his way in and around. I make a lot of noise getting my bow off of the hanger, and I'm I'm nervous about that because he was behind a big cedar tree out in the middle of this opening whenever I was grabbing my equipment and, uh, and, and it, and he just didn't show back up for a long time. I was like, dang, man, he must've heard something or, but so anyway, he shows back up and walks around this tree to this, to the same, same scrape and same licking branch that this other buck was licking on the year prior. And I'm at full draw for uh, maybe half a minute or so, 30 seconds. And he's just quartered away real hard. And he's and he's not gonna turn broadside yeah. before I have to let down. And so I I went ahead and flung one and uh and stuck him good, way better than I thought that I'd stuck the one last year. So um he runs off and I really make sure I watch. He runs into the same briar patch that this other one ran right <laughs> into. It's this is the deer highway on this on this yeah, place. So it's who, it's right? Yeah, all the same, same exact story basically. But um, call my old man, say, "Hey, I need you to come help me look for this deer." Same exact same story as last year, and so he shows up. But um, luckily this time we we walk right to him within okay within ten minutes. You know, he, did you walk over to where that other one died and he was in the same spot? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. He had just fallen down into those briars and. Man, it took every bit of what me and my old man had to pull this sucker out of the storm that the storm patch. It was uh, awesome. It was it was pretty good. And then so in the same place, uh, you know, I'd been I'd shot this deer the previous year, and all my fishing buddies were like, "Oh man, I got I got to get me a bow, you know, and I got to get into this." And and uh, one of my one of my good buddies actually followed through with it, and he practiced all year and and got to be a pretty good dead eye with his bow and so on november 19th of 2020 i took him out to sit at that feeder stand and uh and yeah he ended up he ended up shooting one of those eight points that was fighting that day oh wow that's pretty yeah cool. yeah that's pretty so cool. um did you have him pee off of his stand no we didn't that man <laughs> That and that's the thing the the wind at that stand will get you busted all the time. It's gotcha. it's it's a it's a doozy, but yeah, that's so. pretty funny, man. That's pretty funny. So that was twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Have you just like duplicated this recipe for success of the last two years, or or? Uh... No, I haven't. I've I've actually been focused on on a lot of other different ventures. I've been mm -hmm. I've been pig hunting a lot, 
and I've yeah. been fishing. I've been fishing mainly more than anything. Me and my group of buddies, um, we uh, we've been bass fishing pretty hard. Gotcha. So good, man. Good but uh, you. yeah. Um, like I said, lately I've been I've been chasing these pigs around. We got a place here in Western Oklahoma that is just packed full of them, and and my main goal is to shoot one with my bow. Um, yeah. I just haven't got the chance. I I shot one with um with the 300 blackout last weekend and he's actually going to be roasted probably tomorrow. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that pig hunting two weeks. I cannot wait. <laughs> that, man, <laughs> it's like near the Austin area. Wild. So I'm bringing it my bow wild. and I'm bringing my 270 cause I don't want to miss an opportunity if it's there. So I'll, I'll hopefully put one down with my bow and we'll, we'll see. I guess, <laughs> man, I like hearing that about the 270. It seems like you don't hear people shooting that gun anymore because all these new calibers that have come out, but yeah, still, man, it's, it's, a, the it's only a one long... I've ever got. Yeah, only one I've ever hunted with. It's been great. I've killed uh, a couple of different things with it, including a turkey of all freaking things, right? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that's crazy, but it's a, it's a good rifle. I do need to take it. I, don't, I haven't told this story on the podcast, but I went odd ed hunting and I took my nephew with me because he's interested in hunting, he'd never been on a hunt before. Um, and so we're kind of rolling in West Texas on these, these cliffs and these rolling Hills. And I got my bow cause that's what I want to hunt with. And I'm like, all right, uh, to make him feel like he's doing a little bit more, I'll let him hold my rifle. So I take the magazine out. There's no <laughs> ammo. So he's got, you know, he's 13. Uh, he's a littler guy, but he's got this, this rifle on his back. And, um, basically within five minutes, he falls backwards on my rifle. And I'm like, Oh, why did I give him that? And mm. so I'm like, all right, well, you know, you can't do much about it after the fact. So uh, I'm like, all right, man, you, you, you got to stay on your feet. You got to be careful. You can't drop this thing. This is like that. You can't break it. And so five minutes later, he falls again. I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so I need to go to the range and see if that thing's still uh, in work in order. Uh, I, I didn't hunt with it the rest of the trip. I was just like, I'm just going to put this away. I'm not going to not going to risk injuring something because yeah. the sight's off or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Needless to say, we didn't uh, we didn't see any critters. We did see one pig. So the, where we were hunting, uh, Texas, were mostly blinds. We did a couple of days walking around these hills. But I was in a blind with my nephew, my buddies, and another blind about a mile away. But he can see a uh, a, a blind. F- you know, it's probably two miles from him, but it's like a quarter of a mile from us. And he's like, if I see anything there, I'll call you or I'll text you, and you run down and try and get over to this other blind and get these hogs. So we're sitting there, and it's you know five minutes till the sun goes down and I get the text. There's a hog at the other feeder. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So I, you know, we get out of our blind and we just start huffing it down this dirt road and we get down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, buddy. Like, I know this is a little scary, but I need you to stay right here. I'm not going to leave you. Just like, let me go around this corner and try and see if I can get this pig. So I'm crawling or, you know, sneaking in, trying to do my thing, trying to get in there with my bow. And next thing I know, the hog looks up and then runs off. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. And I turn around and I had gone about a hundred yards and I turn around and like my nephew's five feet behind me, like oh, <laughs> standing man. there. Like he was, he was, he was too scared to, uh, to stand there by himself as the sun was going down. So I was yeah. like, yeah, all right, buddy. Well, I, I, <laughs> hopefully he learned some lessons, but, uh, he didn't make the hunting any easier for me. Uh, either way, I can't wait to take him out again. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's fun getting them kids out there. Once, once they get that, once they get that first, feel buck fever or whatever you want to call it that adrenaline dump they're like hooked forever yeah. so uh yeah but, absolutely man but let's hear let's hear your pig stories man i know i mean you 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 got me hook line and sinker with your uh 
little piglet <laughs> on a leash. So why don't we tell the uh, people what's, uh, what's going on? Yeah, so like I said, that's what I've been focusing on pretty hard lately. And I've been trying to trap these pigs, man. They're freaking smart. Um, they, they they're are, smart as dogs, man. Yeah, they're definitely trap shy. They know what that thing is. And and so it's it's a challenge. And I uh, ended up having this bait pile where we had had a trap set and we had moved it and I just kept baiting this pile because it on this property that we're hunting there, there's a, there's a road that we drive into and there's, it comes to a T and I can look left down into a tree line into an opening where this trap was and this bait pile is. And uh, so that's what I do. I always roll in there and just roll the window down and, and, and see if there's pigs on this pile. And I got my girlfriend and her friend with me on, on this particular afternoon and we're going in there to check these bait piles and sure enough roll in there and, and there's three big sows standing around and i i should have immediately shot where i was parked but i was like man i can't really see them good i need to adjust a little bit and i pull forward look looking i can't find them I back up again can't find them I'm like God, what you know shit so I, I put it in park and I just get out and I sneak about another 25 yards closer to them. And, um, I sit down and I shoot Sal screams and she runs off. I, I ended up never even finding any blood. I don't know if she just screamed from the shot or, or yeah. what, but, um, so I walk in there and all these piglets are, are just so, confused at what had happened they were they were just running around in circles everywhere like t- literally 20 20 of them up like from from uh like like days old like three or four or five days old piglets to like 30 40 pounders you know uh-huh. just just running everywhere and so i i shoot i shoot the biggest one it's about 35 pounder and um and my girlfriend's got the truck pulled up by then. And so these piglets are still just running around in circles. And I run over to one <laughs> and reach down and grab him. And, uh, and he starts squealing. And I, I thought, man, if I just hold this piglet here for a minute and, and it's squealing, maybe Mama Sal will come back. And uh, that, that obviously never happened. But another little piglet <laughs> happened to run right by me, reached down and grabbed her, threw her in the truck. And, uh, yeah, I had them in the back of the pickup for a while. I was like, man, what am I going to do with these? And, and <laughs> I had to call my dad and he was like, well, you know, do you want to, you want to manage the pig population or you want to let them go and, and, and be breeding again in six months. It's like, you know, I, 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 I had to do it and put them down. But, but first I decided that I was going to put one of them on one of my coyote drags and walk it down (laughs) to my other bait pile and sit there for a minute and let it squeal and see if i could call in any coyotes or any pigs with it and uh it it ended up getting dark and couldn't do that but uh yeah that little sucker when i put it on that leash it took off running and it was it was (laughs) hauling ass it was it was hilarious actually but uh so yeah, that's that's uh what I got going on now. I'm going out there. This is where we're going turkey hunting as well. So I'll be uh hopefully knocking a few more of them down 
this evening nice. after we get these uh, nice, these turkeys roosted. That's awesome. So. I was kind of hoping that you were going to like keep the pig and train it to like retrieve ducks or something. Cause I hear their noses yeah. are just as good, if not better than dogs. So that would have been, the, um, been my I could have, I could have trained it to, uh, <laughs> what are those, what are those deals that they sniff out that are under the like truffles? Under the ground? Truffles. Yeah. Truffle yeah. pig. But, um, yeah, in Oklahoma, you actually have to have a license to transport, um, live feral swine. Oh, really? So yeah, I there's no way that I could have drove with them anyway legally. Yeah. I mean, well, I know them all done. You don't really want to spread those things. They're you know spreading themselves yeah. plenty. So yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. I've never heard of anyone just like grabbing a handful of pigs and, and walking out of the hunt. <laughs> I, you know, I never, <laughs> I never thought that it would happen either. It was, it was, it was wild. Now, and and your the decision, say, man. Oh, dude, she was petting him. She wanted to. She wanted to take it home as a pet. Also, she was like, "This thing is so cute," and it's like winking around in the in the bed in the bed of the truck, and they loved it. But you know, like like I said, I had to call my dad and and like talk myself into it and be like, you know, this yeah. is it sucks, but it's it's part of it. They, but one of them yeah. one of them's getting cooked tomorrow, so I'm excited to try it. Um, did you have like a small caliber pistol or something to put them down or, or how did I, you... a 22? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A yeah, 22. Yeah. I didn't want to shoot them with that 300 blackout. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing left. Nothing left. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tyler, man. What else? You got any other stories for us? Otherwise I know that, like I said, I'm keeping you from, uh, from plenty of other hunting and making more stories. So if you got, yeah. you want to share or any fishing stories, um, you know, maybe something like a, a buddy being an idiot. Those are my personal favorite. Uh, and if not, we're all good, man. Man, I'm I'm pretty dry. Maybe we'll catch up and do a round two sometime here soon or or whatever you want to do. Yeah, brother. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, man, for for jumping on, especially midday on a Friday here. Um no let me problem. know how you're uh hopefully you get a, a hog with your bow soon. And yep. uh, I'll let you know how my hog hunt goes because that's coming up. Sounds here good. But I don't know if you want to tell the people your Instagram or you just want to kind of walk off into the sunset. It's up to you, bro. Yeah, um, you can check check us out at um my my fishing crew we're all cast no breaks on instagram and tiktok um and then my page is just tyler m Payne on instagram Perfect. and uh, post a lot of outdoor stuff and catch me there right, so man. awesome right i'll make sure to put uh links to all that stuff in the show notes and uh, other than that good luck today man uh, Sweet. i hope you have some luck and i hope your little one has more luck than you do <laughs> me too man i hope he kills one tomorrow i can't wait Absolutely, brother. All right. Well, thanks again. No problem. We'll see you. All right, guys. That's it. Another couple stories in the books. It was short and it was sweet, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to be thinking about Tyler catching those hogs for a long time. In fact, I'm about to go on a hog hunt and uh, pretty sure I'm not going to have the same opportunity that he had. Either way, I want to thank Tyler very much for coming on the podcast. It's always fun to hear from listeners. Um, I think those are some of my favorite stories. And then uh, beyond that, guys, I want to thank you for, for tuning in. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, please go ahead and, uh, and follow Tyler and his little crew of fishermen. Um, go ahead and uh, share the podcast. We want to grow this thing. The only way we grow it is word of mouth. So that's it, guys. Thank you again. I do appreciate all of you. Now get out there and make some stories of your own. Thank you.